0: Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA, 151 affiliates strong. Thanks to all of you in our listening audience. Our producer today, Mr. Mark Groves. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. If you want to learn more about us, if you want to learn more about this show, what we're doing, what's on the website, go to America's Healthcare America's Healthcare You can send an email once you go up there. If you want information, you want to contact us, we're happy to reach out to you. Also, my favorite. Facebook page, Carrie, C-A-R-Y, Hall, H-A-L-L, or America's Healthcare Advocate. Now, look, there's two Facebook pages, and I don't know why, because I don't handle that stuff. I'm just telling you what they tell me. So, you can do either one of those, two. The shows are also posted there, along with podcasts and lots of other information. There are videos on Medicare. There are also some videos up there now on the new hot topic, Medicare for All. What's that going to look like? So, we did some videos on that piece, as well, as a couple of shows. We've done so that's all on the website americashealthcareadvocate.com and as always if you choose to call today 877-385-2224 877-385-2224 operators are standing by and they will take your calls you will not be put on the air but if you have a question about health insurance or any health related issue Feel free to call that number, 877-385-2224, and we will get back to you right after the broadcast. Joining me in studio, a show that how long, uh, Joyce, Joyce Thompson, our, our media director, is in the studio with me today. And how long did we try to get this show on the air? It had to be at least three months. Okay, so finally today, we have Dr. Timothy Stout from Silverstein Eye Centers. They were kind enough to uh, let him come and join us in studio today. Welcome, Doctor. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, it's great to have you here today. Dr. Stout is a board-certified ophthalmologist specializing in diseases of the retina and vitreous. He is also uh resident, did his residence at the University of Kansas Medical Center, University of Missouri. He did his internship, and he was chief resident with honors at Allen D. Riley, M.D. Memorial Award at the University of Kansas. So we are very happy to have him in studio with us today. Our topic today is really going to be macular degeneration generation um and you know i I could just see all of you out there going well you know that that doesn't affect anybody but a lot of the older folks like me right wrong okay it can affect you if you're 19 years old you probably didn't know that did you there is a segment of the population that deals with this between 19 and 40 there's also a pretty good segment between 41 and 60 and then of course it does accelerate into the largest segment at 60 plus so we're going to talk about that today um with Dr. Stout and, and 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 what you need to know about it. And if you have it, how do you know you have it? Um, and then what are the treatments for it? So once again, welcome doctor. Let's start though, first of all with, an, 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 and we talked about this a little bit off air, um, the importance of an annual eye exam. I go and get this done every year and I get a dilated, and I don't like getting a dilated exam, <laughs> but I get it done. So why is that so important?
1: Well, I mean, there's so many different disease entities in the eye uh, that may not manifest themselves um, and affect your vision that you you wouldn't know that you have. Um, this being one of them... Um, but another huge issue is glaucoma, which is a topic for another day, obviously. but uh, but it's kind of like hypertension. you You may not feel bad. you may not know it, uh, but then it it can cause severe uh, damage. So same thing in the eye, uh, and having just a yearly dilated eye exam to to have that checked out is really vitally important to your ocular health.
0: Yeah, and it also, if I remember correctly, <clears throat> some of the shows I've done in a number of years the past, when you do that exam, oftentimes the doctors are able to detect other diseases you may have. Like if you are diabetic and don't know you're diabetic, right? Um, those things show up in an eye exam. I, I remember doing a broadcast a number of years ago where a gentleman had a very rare form of eye cancer um, and had to go to Scripps Institute in San Diego for a special treatment, et cetera, but it all came to fruition out of getting an annual eye exam. Yeah, that's correct. Really important. Absolutely. And if if you think something is wrong or or you're experiencing issues, um, Joyce and I were just talking about someone that we both know who we work with, um, who was having um, floaters in his eyes and some issues and thought, oh, this is just gonna go away and as usual his wife said no (laughs) this is typically the case right men yeah yeah, men (laughs) men men don't pay attention women do pay attention made him go um to to see the doctor and he had a torn retina he had to have a very significant surgical procedure done to get his vision back and was told if he hadn't gotten in when he did
1: might have been a lot worse absolutely so, getting that exam is critically important. It really is, uh, and continuing to do that you know, every year. You know, as we get older, obviously, there's more issues that are going to arise, not only in the eye but everywhere. So, at what <laughs> age do you suggest people literally start getting an annual eye exam? Uh, you know, I think I usually tell people even if they're healthy and they have. No eye issues. I think once you hit the magic, you know, number of forty, it probably makes sense to start doing that. In your twenties and thirties, you know, maybe every other year isn't necessarily uh, unacceptable. But I think once you hit about forty, it's probably a good time to do it. And
0: you know what's interesting is, you know, they've done survey after survey, and you ask people in this country what is the single biggest uh, issue or health issue that you have a fear over, the thing that would cause you the most concern, and it's not cancer. And it's not heart attack and it's not stroke it's loss of your vision
1: oh yeah i hear that all the time i mean you'd be surprised uh what some people will say they literally will tell me i would rather not be living than be blind and some of these i mean they mean it um so it's it, yeah it, 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 yeah you, you you I guess you you know
0: un, I guess what happens is people tend to take it for granted yes. at least in in their younger years for sure but um a, a, you know a, as you said as we age but so that 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 that's kind of number one on people's lists about the one thing they don't want to have happen to them yeah absolutely All right. so let's let's shift gears here and let's talk about macular degeneration and first
1: why don't you define what that is doctor sure well macular degeneration is where the cells in the retina and layers underneath the retina start to uh, lose their ability to function. And um, it typically affects the macula, which is the central portion of the retina where we primarily focus and see most of our central vision utilizing the macula. So, unfortunately, it affects that region, which is why it leads to central vis- vision loss and is the most common cause of central vision loss uh, in adults over the age of 65. Uh, so, these cells start to become uh, less uh, operational, uh, and it can progress to, ultimately, loss of central vision. So, it is progressive. It is. Not not in everybody. Um, but, yes, there, there's a very real risk that it can... Continue to worsen over time. Okay, so you know you, we see
0: a, there are a lot of commercials out there, and 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 a lot of people talking about supplements. Are there any supplements like Ocuvite or some of the other ones that are out there that have any impact on this macular degeneration issue?
1: Yeah, really. The only thing for dry macular degeneration, <laughs> we really I always tell people we really know two things. Um, number one is smoking is probably the biggest lifestyle. Really. Uh, modification that can affect progression of the disease. So, I mean, dramatically, that it's been shown over and over in studies that if you smoke, your risk not only to develop the disease, but to progress uh, to severe vision loss is much higher. Uh, so that's that's one behavioral modification that I that's usually a, That's a big people. one. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. Wow. And then the second one is what you were just talking about. There are two large studies called the AREDS trial 1 and 2. And AREDS 2 formula is the one uh, that sh- showed a specific vitamin formulation that had really slowed the progression of dry macular degeneration. So I usually recommend that to all patients that have dry macular degeneration.
0: So there so there is a vitamin regimen that that people can go on that can
1: slow the progression.
0: Uh, of the macular degenerations, so that that is that is something. So when we come back from the break, what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to ask doctor to explain that and to talk about that and maybe that's something we could be doing now uh, as a preventative measure. So we'll talk more about that when we come back from the break as we continue this discussion today uh, here uh, in studio with Dr. Timothy Stout from the Silverstein Eye Centers. Silverstein Eye Centers, uh, they've got a great website by the way and they are a full service um, eye center. They have a number of these around the city, and they do everything from comprehensive eye care to LASIK to glaucoma, obviously macular degeneration we're talking about today, cataracts and all the rest of it. So uh, all the information is on their website. It's SilversteinEyeCenters.com, SilversteinEyeCenters.com, or you can call them at 816-358-3600, 816-358-3600 if you want to make an appointment uh, and see one of the doctors there. We're going to be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocacy. Get broadcasting here on the HI radio network, coast to coast across the USA. Stay tuned, the doctor is in the house. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. You can find out more about us by going to our website, Healthcare americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Lots of information up there. You can send me an email if you wish. Um, uh, this show is going to be posted up there. If you want to tell somebody about this show, uh, you can certainly do that. There are videos up there and lots of descriptions on health insurance and other issues that uh, are important today. If you want to learn more about Silverstein Eye Center. You can go to their website, SilversteinEyeCenters.com, SilversteinEyeCenters.com. You can also call them at 816-358-3600. My producer, Mr. Mark Groves, I'm your host, Kerry Hall. We're going to continue this conversation today uh, with Dr. Timothy Stout um, in studio with us uh, talking about... basically macular degeneration, but we're also talking about general eye health um, and why this is so important. It's kind of funny. I mean, it's not funny, but it's interesting. Number one thing that, um, you know, one of the biggest things people are afraid of, more so than cancer, heart attack, stroke, or anything, is loss of vision. So it's pretty important stuff. All right, doctor, let's go back and talk about this this supplement because I, um, I, I mentioned off air that, you know, I take Occuvite and my wife takes Occuvite, um, and we did it as a preventative thing, okay? Um so talk about does that impact this macular degeneration issue and and and
1: how can it help Well the, there were two large trials that were prospectively done looking at vitamin therapy for dry macular degeneration to see if that would help halt the progression of the disease Um, The first trial used a specific formulation, and it showed successful slowing of the disease. Um, And then they changed it when uh, lutein became more of a possibility uh, as an antioxidant, number one. Number two, beta-carotene was the original AREDS formula. Oh, interesting. Beta-carotene. And and, and they found that beta-carotene increased the risk of cancer in patients that smoke, which... You know, like we talked about, smoking is not ideal for macular degeneration. No, it's probably the worst thing you can do, based on what (laughs) Uh, you said in the last segment. But So you double down on that with the beta carotene. So... They they swapped it out and found that this new formula, which is the AREDS-2. AREDS is a, the acronym for the study, ARED. Right. Um, and so AREDS-2 is what you want, um, and you can find that at any pharmacy or, or grocery store. But make sure it's the AREDS-2 formula, and that's the vitamin that would be of value. Um, and real quick, one of the questions I get a lot sure. for, for patients that bring their parents in right. is... Um, And that kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier about the importance of having an eye exam, because you may not know it, is the genetic component of the disease. Oh, really? So you'll see people that are in their 40s and 50s with mom or dad who are in their 80s, and they want to know, A, what is my risk to get this, which it's certainly higher if you have a family history. Uh, And number two, should I start taking the vitamin? Um, And so (laughs) I assume the answer to both those is yes, right? Well, yeah, it's yes and no. I mean, the study, I always tell people the science didn't support using it unless you had dry macular degeneration already. All right. But at the same time... You know, if I'm in those individual shoes, I probably because I, you know, I probably would take it because right. the risk is virtually zero, right? Um, of of any problem. In other words, it's right. not going
0: to hurt anything. Correct. Yeah. Correct.
1: And it may help you. So. I'll always just say, look, you know, the science doesn't necessarily support using it in the absence of dry macular degeneration. But if you have a family history, if you want to take it, there's nothing wrong with doing that.
0: So you talked about two kinds of macular degeneration. You've referenced those twice now, dry and then there's wet. What's the difference between the two and how do they differ?
1: Uh, Well, I mean, what I'll first say is that that they're just as they sound. You know, dry is the absence of any fluid in the retina uh, or under the retinal surface. Um, and that's the most common uh, type of disease where you just have cellular damage. Um, but the cellular damage can lead to a break in a barrier that prevents blood vessels from growing into and under the retinal surface. And it's kind of like cracks in the sidewalk when you get weeds that grow out of the, of the sidewalk. And those weeds are blood vessels that grow. And they can leak fluid or, or blood. And that's what leads to wet. So the presence of fluid is wet. And that is the most common that cause of, of severe vision loss in, in adults over the age of 65. Okay. So, so you, you talked about
0: slowing this down. I, I haven't heard you say you can stop it yet. Um, is it, it? Can you stop it? Or once it starts, is it going to progress and you can slow it down, but is it going to continue going uh, until it becomes a full-fledged condition? Um, you know, crisis in your health, if you will.
1: Well, that's the problem. I mean, there's no way, unfortunately, to look at somebody, you know, and say, well, this is going to progress to X point. Um, all you can do, and that, again, that's another reason to have, be a, a good observer and have regular eye exams.
0: And I'm assuming um, that the sooner you, you, you get diagnosed with that and start treating it, the better off you're going to be, yes?
1: Yes, I think so. I mean, because really, other than Or smoking cessation, you know, vitamin therapy really is about all you can do. But again, what I always tell people is to be a good observer and you monitor your vision because it can happen in subtle ways, you may not know it. And then if you catch it earlier, meaning if it progresses to wet, the sooner you can treat wet macular degeneration, the better chance you have, depending on the severity of vision loss, uh, but uh, the better chance you have of trying to preserve vision if you can catch it sooner than later.
0: So again, it goes back to get the annual eye exam, because you're gonna find out if you get the annual eye exam. Um, And the sooner that you catch something like this, the better the chances are of slowing it down, maybe not it being as impactful uh, with your vision and, and and having a negative effect on your life overall. Correct. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, interesting. You know, it's really interesting because um, uh, you, and, and you, it's just one of those things where people know they need to do it, but— <laughs> there's you know i i i you know i've probably been getting an annual eye exam probably for about the last 10 years but i would be willing to bet you that prior to that and started wearing glasses yeah that i didn't you know i started wearing glasses in eh, my late 40s okay uh-huh. so and and getting an exam to get the glasses but really became religious with this probably about 10 years ago when i turned 60 and i'm 69 now so uh, that but when i looked at the numbers uh, on the graphs, and I went and checked out, uh, you know, macular degeneration. It really takes off at sixty plus. Oh, yeah. That's the biggest demographic of people. So, any idea of how many, de- in a percentage basis, people across the country get this uh, at sixty plus?
1: Well, that's um, pr- approximately fifteen million Americans have dry macular degeneration. That's quite a few, uh, which is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, about about two million uh, will progress to wet with uh, 200,000 cases, new cases per year of wet macular degeneration, approximately. Um, so the risk of going from dry to wet is approximately uh, 10%. So one out of 10 are going to be at risk for severe vision loss. That's pretty significant, people. You know, 15 million
0: people out there could be affected by this, and it can be treated uh, it's important to know that. If you want more information, if you'd like to uh, reach out to the folks at Silverstein, the website is silversteinicenters.com or you can call them at 816-358-3600, 816-358-3600. When I come back from the break, I'm going to ask Dr. Stout to explain to us, what are the symptoms? What should you be looking for if you think, you, you know, how, how do you know if this is starting to happen? I mean, maybe you haven't had that exam, but maybe you're having other issues in your eye uh, and that very well could be the beginning of this macular degeneration issue. So when I come back from the break, we're going to ask doctor to talk about that. Stay tuned. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. We'll be right back with more. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the Fruited Plain. Here on the HIA Radio Network, you can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com americashealthcareadvocate.com We get a lot of emails. Yes, indeed we do. And I answer each and every one of them. Now, sometimes I don't answer each one of them the same day. We get quite a few, but I do answer each and every one at americashealthcareadvocate.com. Also, my Facebook page, Carrie, C-A-R-Y, Hall, H-A-L-L, or America's Healthcare Advocate. And uh, you can reach out to me there if you wish. Also, the phone number if you need help with anything regarding health insurance or health-related issues, 877-385-2224, 877-385-2224. Joining me in studio today, Dr. Timothy Stout ophthalmologist with the Silverstein Eye Centers. Um, you can learn more about Silverstein by going to their website, SilversteinEyeCenters dot com. SilversteinEyeCenters dot com. Yes, and for all of you, if this is broadcasting nationally across the country, no, Silverstein is not in fifty states. So, uh, for those of us here in the Midwest, we're the lucky ones. But uh, uh, the, the purpose of the show is to uh, educate and inform, and that's what we're doing today. 816-358-3600. for those of you here in the metro. Uh, who would like to talk to someone at Silverstein, if you think maybe you have an issue. Um, obviously, you heard the doctor say, the sooner you deal with it, the better. All right, doctor, let, you know we cut, we've, we've defined this. We've talked about wet, we've talked about dry, uh, how important it is to get the exam. What are the symptoms? What, what, how, how, you know, what starts happening when you have this issue?
1: Yeah, typically <clears throat> the most common thing patients will complain about is just blur, general blurring and distortion. Um, and they'll start to have some loss of central vision um, of varying degrees, Um, and that's usually the first sign of dry macular degeneration. Now, it's also possible that you could wake up uh, and have sudden loss of vision if you didn't know you had dry and it's just gone straight to wet, uh, because that can literally happen that suddenly. Really, uh, where yeah, with no warning, you can have uh, leakage of fluid or blood, which could you know, ultimately cause a dr- drastic uh, decline in vision uh, with with no no warning if if you didn't know you had the disease. Wow. so so obviously, you, when you say central vision, explain what you mean by central vision, doctor. Well, I think central vision is just, you know, the primary uh, vision that we utilize to get around every day. Um, and, you know, you just kind of take it for granted. <laughs> right. Uh, until, yeah, until something happens, right. then you're not taking it for granted right. anymore. And then if, it, if you lose it, then you're really dependent upon your peripheral vision, which it's much more difficult to do daily tasks, uh, and get around, let alone, you know, try to function as a especially a senior citizen. I mean, you're, you can't drive. You, it's hard to go to the grocery store. I mean, you can go on and on yeah, with those it, tasks. Yeah, it
0: really inhibits your ability to function overall. Yeah, it sure overall. does.
1: So, so are, are, for
0: instance, are floaters or anything like that, are those – any symptomatic of this or is this totally different this is just basically your you again degeneration macular degeneration the loss of that central vision you talked
1: about yeah i mean floaters are a separate entity okay, so, so that hasn't that's yeah yeah it's not really part of the disease process okay
0: so that's that's a complete so this yeah. is basically you're just if you're if you're noticing now what you're saying that you're starting to have not it's my business just not not sharp not clear not what it used to be then yeah, you, know, you probably ought to take a look at this and see if you've got this for an issue.
1: Yeah, I mean, no question. I mean, that, the most common cause overall <laughs> is going to be cataracts, which is going to lead to somewhat similar symptoms in some regards. But uh, still, again, you don't know that you have the disease unless you have a dilated eye exam. So, I mean, that's really okay. important. So that's that's the key. You have that dilated eye exam, then you're going to know
0: whether or not you've got the yep, disease. that's right. Okay, that's right. so that's critical. All right, so now we've talked about symptoms and, and how you can detect whether you have it or not. You get the dilated eye exam, dilated eye exam, excuse me. What, besides taking Occubite, this treatment that we talked about, this vitamin treatment, are there other treatments available or is that it?
1: Well, I mean, for dry macular degeneration, there's really no therapy that's of any value other than the vitamins. So, I mean, that's really about it, other than kind of what we've talked about, having uh, regular eye exams and being a good observer and and looking for any change in your vision. Once it transforms to wet, that's what causes the, the severe sudden loss of vision and the, the progression of therapy for wet macular degeneration has really changed in the past 20 years. I mean, I finished my fellowship in 2001. Uh, at that point, we, we had thermal laser, which created scars um, to try to destroy the complex of blood vessels. And that was about it. Um, and if that was in your central macula, then you just doomed that patient to Uh, permanent vision loss because of a laser scar. So that wasn't exactly an ideal scenario. (laughs) No, certainly not. Um, And then, uh, so there was another laser that didn't leave scarring called uh, PDT, photodynamic therapy. And that was a step forward. And then a few years later, uh, injectable drugs into the eye where we- Okay. That sounds exciting. Joyce is turning her head over here. response. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) Mark's starting to leave the room. Okay, so. But yeah, so about 15 years ago, the first uh, FDA approved uh, drug to inject in the eye was uh, launched called Macogen, uh, and that was shown to treat wet macular degeneration by uh, blocking a specific. chemical, for lack of a better term, called VEGF, VEGF, which promotes blood vessel development in the eye. And it, by inhibiting that, that promoted uh, resolution of the fluid and the blood from the abnormal blood vessels. So that was the first one. And it's kind of it, it gone from there. Now there are really several drugs that we can use to inject in the eye uh, to treat wet macular degeneration. And it's made, it's made a big difference uh, compared to what we had just 20 years ago. It's amazing. You know, you, you see
0: these advances, you know, whether it's this, you know, the, the, this particular issue or whether it's cancer or whether it's heart or whatever it is. But it, it, the, the advances we're seeing in medicine um, are really quite amazing that this particular one, although it doesn't sound very pleasant to have, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> to have an injection. But I'm assuming when they do that, that, you're, you know, they've numbed your eye and you're kind of not you're not to explain how it works i guess is yeah the
1: best way to... i mean i always tell people the first time i said i know this because they're the look or response and so what i'll tell them i said i know this sounds terrible but it's not as bad as it sounds and i'll look and i'll say it's easy for me to say that because i'm not having it but right you know i've done thousands and thousands of these um so typically we'll use a numbing gel and we just Put the drop in the eye and let it sit, and put several of those uh, to really dead in the eye. Yeah, the surface of the eye. But you eye. have to be awake to do this stuff. Yeah, you? you know, we just do it in the office. Um, and people really, they, you'd just be surprised. Joyce is making a lot of faces
0: <laughs> over here. Yeah.
1: You'd be surprised how well people you know, can do this. Um, I mean, most people don't have any problem at all. I mean, again, it sounds much worse, but we can really numb it up, and uh, and we use some uh, iodine to help reduce the risk of infection. Um, and that really is probably the more of the issue after, because that can dry the eye out a little bit. So it
0: must not take very long to do it once you actually do the treatment.
1: No, it's very quick. I mean, it takes longer to set
0: it up That's than, what I, I was than thinking. it does yeah. to do it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, but then once they have that treatment, that, that really that stops that progression of the wet it does, uh, and, and lets them start to get their vision restored.
1: It does. I mean, obviously, there are a lot of factors that that play uh, as far as what the prognosis is going to be um, with treatment. But um, and that's been kind of the the question over the past few years is is the treatment process whether you treat the, the injections are intended to be given on a monthly basis so how long does that go on well that's the thing that what nobody you don't know, it you know what's on the, end the individual point? i mean the studies were done that would look at you know 12 months 24 months but there was no endpoint, obviously for obvious reasons oh. um so you had a the studies that recommended monthly injections right. for you know indefinitely <laughs> um but that's been amended some. So now we, we treat more in certain intervals, maybe every couple of months right. or, or six weeks. So, or so something So, like you know,
0: once you start getting it every month and, you, and you've got it under control, then you can back it off to once every couple of months, maybe once every six weeks, whatever it may be. Correct. Depending on the progress you're making. Right. And, and you're different. able to determine yeah. that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And yeah. obviously the patient's able to determine it as their vision starts to be restored. So I guess, you know, the takeaway from this, the really good news is that, you know, 20 years ago, this was not. You were pretty much doomed if you had this in terms of it being able to stop it, slow it down, or reverse it you know, if you had wet. Um, today, there are a host of treatments from the simple issue of taking the ocuvite or vitamin um, to, to, to getting uh, the injections in the eye uh, so to, you know, of these medications that have literally changed the way this is being treated.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially if you had submacular disease, you were uh, pretty much done. But That's Uh, all changed. Yeah, and it's It's amazing the
0: advances we've made in this country in in treating disease. It's absolutely remarkable.
1: When I come back from the break, we're going to
0: talk about something different. We're going to talk about Charles Bonnet syndrome. You're going to hear and learn what that is, so stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA radio network, coast to coast across the USA. If you want to learn more about Silverstein, go to their website, SilversteinEyeCenters.com, SilversteinEyeCenters.com. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the USA, here on the H.I.U. Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com you can also call 877-385-2224 if you have questions operators are standing by they'll be happy to chat with you uh, my producer today mr mark groves i'm your host kerry hall we're going to continue our conversation this last segment today uh, with dr timothy stout from silverstein eye centers very Happy to have him in studio as we are broadcasting this show across the country. Um, Unfortunately, Silverstein is here in the Kansas City metro, but we are educating all of you, we hope, uh, on the importance of that annual eye exam. That is a dilated annual eye exam, not the one... You get at Costco or Walmart. Okay, this is a real eye exam, people. Um, and um, we're, we're talking about macular degeneration along with a number of other things. In this segment, we're going to talk about uh, Charles Bonnet. I got it wrong going out of the last segment. Charles Bonnet syndrome. And what is that? So, doctor, you want to tell us what Charles Bonnet syndrome is?
1: Yeah, it's it's actually more common than, than you would expect. But in, in people that have, Uh, severe vision loss, from typically from wet macular degeneration, kind of the end stage of the disease is uh, scar formation or disruption of the cells uh, in the central retina. And what happens is these individuals get visual hallucinations uh, because of the the pathway from the retina to the brain, Uh, the visual pathways are affected uh, by the damaged uh, retinal tissue. So it's, it's amazing how many patients I've seen over the years that have had all kinds of interesting descriptions of, of things that they thought they saw. And a lot of times people will be afraid to admit it because they'll think. Yeah, they think. I oh,
0: hate. They're. You're. They're gonna yeah. think. Hey, I'm crazy. That's it. Oh, absolutely. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. I just had a vision of the Blessed Virgin Mary coming yeah. down in my bedroom. No, probably not. Yeah, it's it's okay? really, it yeah. really is that way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why people go. Well, maybe we're not going to talk about that. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe we won't. I don't really want my wife to hear that story. Uh, uh, no, I mean, you know, but the point is. If they're experiencing that, or they start experiencing that, that's serious business. Yes? Well, it's because now we're way down the road on this issue, yeah. Um, and you've got wet macular degeneration. I assume this doesn't show up under dry macular degeneration.
1: No, yes? not typically. Okay. Um, the problem is though, once you get to that to that experiencing those uh, hallucinations, um, the scar tissue is already there, in in continuing therapy and a lot of these people is really futile because their vision has diminish to the point where it's wow. not going to benefit. So um, a lot of times these people, we will just discontinue treating them because there's really no need. Also, when you get to that point, it sometimes the scar tissue, it just involutes and stops, stops leaking. Um, and so you really don't need to, to continue the injections, but the damage is done. Unfortunately, Um so when when these people get the hallucinations, really all you can do is try to uh, be supportive and and say, hey, you're not, no, you're not crazy. This is a, a real phenomenon. Um, <laughs> I have never heard of that yeah, before. Yeah, I mean, really, yeah. seriously. Yeah. It's yeah so you know, if your
0: spouse is telling you that they're seeing things, you might want to think about what's going on <laughs> yeah. here because maybe they are. That's right. Those little green men might not really be little green men. <laughs> so yeah. So you know, the various stages. Of this you know, I guess it all kind of comes back to. Um, this issue of paying attention to this um, and being aware of your vision health. Um, And, you know, if you're starting to see problems or have problems get in and have that dilated eye exam and i made a point of that coming in that that's not what you get at costco or walmart okay and i meant that on purpose because you don't get that the dilate the difference between dilated and non-dilated talk about that for just a second so people understand why there is a difference between those two
1: yeah i mean the pupil (coughs) you really need to dilate your pupil uh, which uh, allows for visualization of the of the back of the eye From the lens uh, all the way into the vitreous and into the retina, which you cannot see uh, adequately through a non-dilated pupil. So that's why they put the drops in to, uh, to dilate the pupil and, uh, and allow the ophthalmologist to, to really see what's going on back there.
0: Yeah, so that's not the one where you sit in the chair to get your glasses, okay? I'm going to go back. You know, I love the people at Costco, but that's not the way it works, people. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> no, you know,
0: you, If you, this is serious business. You, you value your vision. Get the proper exam. I mean, that's, isn't that really the, the, the message people need to hear is, is get the proper exam?
1: Yeah, I mean, you really want a dilated eye exam by an eye professional, with with no question. And it, you know, the optometrists do a great job uh, with glasses and, and so forth. But, um, but at the minimum, you know, if, if you really need to have a dilated exam, and the, you know, you said over forty, but I mean, this can happen to people.
0: I was I was looking some of the stuff up for the show today. You can get this as early as nineteen you can get it at 30 you can get it there's nothing it says i mean it's a smaller much smaller percentage but it can happen so if you you know if you're a young person and you're experiencing some of these symptoms Probably ought to go in and have it looked at. Yeah, no question. Would make sense, right, Doctor? No, no question. Yeah, it, it it really is interesting. Fifteen million people are going to have this issue in this country. Um, so it's a pretty significant issue, people. It's something that you need to take seriously and understand that uh, um, it could be you. and. Um, To all the ladies out there in the audience, because we all know men just really aren't all that bright sometimes uh, when it comes to taking care of their health. You know, if your husband is starting to, you know, you're noticing that he's not you know, reading the same, or he's having issues, get him into for an exam because, you, you, again, you know, you just heard Dr. Stout say if it's treated early, the chances of, of doing something with it and slowing it down increase dramatically, right? Oh, yeah, no question. And the treatments are there now. I mean, it's far more from what it was in 2001, 20 years ago, to where we are now. It's completely different regimen, if you will, with much better results.
1: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah.
0: So so there are there are plenty of things you can do. You just need to understand how to do them um, and what you need to do to take care of your vision health. Once again, you know, I can't make it any clearer to you um, that dilated eye exam is critically important. If you'll take the time to get it done, you know, you, you heard doctors say, when do you start it? You started at 40. Okay. So, you know, but, but if you're 50, Okay, well, you, you better pay attention. And if you're 60, um, it really is critically important because the largest number of people that get this disease across the country are 60 plus. And the chances for getting it at 60 uh, are significantly greater than they are when you're younger. So those are the issues you need to be aware of. All this information is up by the way on the Silverstein eyesight Silver, excuse me Silverstein Eye Center website which is silversteineyecenters.com. you can also call 816 358 816-358-3600 to get an appointment and go see a doctor and now ladies and gentlemen I leave you with this thought from Dr Martin Luther King Americans must learn to live together as brothers and sisters or we will surely perish together As fools. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America.